Good evening. Log Talk Radio. Good evening. Welcome to Marty Oakley PS Radio. Tonight we will be featuring the black farmers and the President Emeritus of the USDA Coalition of USDA Employees, Lawrence Lucas. Beginning of this show, we will be doing a memorial and tribute to Marty Oakley, who for many years founded and hosted these programs. She has been a blessing to all of us, and I invite you now to hear Lawrence Lucas and many of the people in the USDA coalition, along with us, Kate, who will be talking about Marty, what she offered to the community, and how we appreciate her. I'll turn it over to you, Lawrence, and you can introduce Cos. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Marcel Reed. We're pleased to start again uh, this month with a show, but at the same time, we're very sorry that uh, we do not have our good friend, uh, our emotional leader, uh, Marty Oakley. Um, I'm going to uh, have a discussion about her contribution, but before that, uh, I want to thank all the work that Marcel Reed and and it would not have we would not be in existence and I would not be on this show today without uh the hard work uh and her leadership with the whistleblower group and working so closely with uh my good friend colleague um and I can't it's a lot of other words I would like to say uh, uh to explain our relationship with uh Marty Oakley uh, I'm sorry to say uh, the passing of Marty Oakley has hurt me deeply. Um, and I'm going to try to get through uh, this show without any emotion. Um, uh, I'm not ashamed if um, I do lose control because she was a very dear person to us. She spoke out for whistleblowers. She spoke out for so many downtrodden, guardianship. She took on issues and concerns that no one will challenge. She also opened up her show, which is now syndicated and heard by millions and many countries around the country, to um, the many women that have suffered, the many um, farmers that have been on this show, and know Marty very well, especially, uh, and we have him on the line tonight, and that is uh, Michael Stovall from Alabama, a uh, black farmer, as well as an advocate. Uh, we will try to, and maybe begin, uh, to begin the show with some of the people that are on the line tonight, and so that... Uh, we can hear some of those um, uh, contributions that Marty has made uh, to the American landscape that has made uh, in the lives of so many people that has, have suffered. And her uh, desire to bring forth the truth and let the truth be told through this radio show, through this podcast, and I can't uh, think of anyone um, better than she that had done such a op- uh, tremendous job opening up the airways and connecting with people, connecting with communities that ordinarily will not have the opportunity to either hear or participate in a show like we have and Marty Oakley. Uh, made it possible. I would like to uh, have first uh, a person who's uh, been very close to Marty and has kept things going uh, during the time of her uh, short illness and is uh, Ms. Skip 
uh, are you there and correct me uh, with your and give me your full name. The one thing I would also like to do, um, when you all are not, when we are not talking, I would like for everyone to mute their phones so that uh, noise in the background will not interfere with uh, this very important uh, broadcast and allow people's voices to be very clear. So please mute your phones when you're not speaking. And I would like uh, our dear friend to come on and begin telling us, because we're going to have a conversation and then end up with the black farmer issue. But we're going to have a conversation about Marty Oakley. We want to have a conversation about her contribution. We want to have a conversation of how how she will be missed by so many in our communities around the country. So many of people who did not have a voice but had a voice through coming through her and her podcast and this podcast to make things and make life better. Um, can, Ms. Kip, can you come on and introduce yourself uh, much clearer than I was able to do? Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lawrence. My name is Cascade, and I'm so honored to be on tonight. I've already done a few shows without Marty, and I'm already tearing up just listening to you. She laid the foundation that we are all going to build on. I've been co-hosting with Marty in April. It was our four-year anniversary, and she passed away April 1st. We never got to celebrate that anniversary show, but Marty became one of my best friends. We didn't just do the podcast together. We were texting and talking almost every day, not just about what's going on in TS Radio and corruption and everything else that is going on in the world, but just about our families. I'm a pastry chef. I used to send her pictures of my cakes. She's an artist. And she's like, oh, maybe we need another little flower over here or over here. She truly, truly became one of my best friends. And she did, she did put me in charge of learning the back of the house of her, of her podcast. And i am now been put in charge to train everybody who is on the show with Marcel Joyner and Marcel Reed so that the three of us together can keep this going. I also was the one who helped set her up to go on to Spotify and iTunes and all the other platforms that are around the world. She is on more platforms than we can even keep track of, and we don't even have data to the back of the house where I know I would see the emails coming in. We are on platforms over in Europe, and people are making money off her. They're selling ads before the shows are starting in other countries, and you know what? That is fine with us. We just want to get our message out. Marty built something so amazing. She was. Um, this has been on over 14 years so far, and... I, again, I did it for every Friday night for four, the last four years I was on, and we were exposing the guardianship. But Marty exposes many different things on this show, including the USDA and black farmers. And she was just amazing. She was just the, the, the ultimate whistleblower. And I know without Marcel, I don't know how we would keep going. I do want to mention uh, some of our other sponsors that are helping to keep us going. We have the Australia Association to Stop Guardianship Abuse. We have the National Association to Stop Guardianship Abuse. We also have the Shenanigans in Montgomery County Facebook page, and then also Marcel Reed and Whistleblower's Life. Those are our sponsors who are helping to financially and also right, right now emotionally support getting this show up and going and to keep it going as Reverend Ralph had said who's the co-host on our guardianship show Marty it was like Marty built a house and she built a very very strong foundation and it is the rest of us we need to build on that on that foundation sorry to keep what she's built to just keep it going and Lawrence thank you so much for being a part of it and to continue Marty's legacy by doing these shows and with that I'm going to hand it back to you thank you so much thank you very much for that uh, very clear and, and in many ways concise 
uh, characterization of this wonderful woman, Marty Oakley. Uh, before I think the next person I would like to have um, and who have been, I came in contact with many years ago, uh, working with whistleblowers, and I, I can say that she worked hand in glove to make all these shows that I've been on and many of our guests on. And it wouldn't be, and with the, the two working together, Marty Oakley and um, Marcel Reed, it, it, it it's, it's just amazing that uh, I was fortunate enough to run into two people that care more about other people than they do themselves. And I think uh, this tribute to Marty will bring this out. I think some of the farmers will be able to add to this uh, conversation, and we're going to occur it uh, as, as long as it has to and give everybody a chance uh, to speak. But um, with, without further ado, uh, Marcel Reed, uh, please uh, chime in and share with our listening uh, public about the contributions and 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 what Marty Oakley meant to all of us. Thank you. Thank you, Lawrence. Um, when I was going through my own whistleblower uh, journey, a journalist suggested to me that there might be someone who would be willing um, to run our personal story. Uh, uh, Michael McCray and I, and that story was about an organization that I was associated with in, in D.C. and nationally called ACORN. Um, I had sat on the board of a, of a national network, Pacifica Radio, and even Pacifica shied away from these hard-hitting whistleblower tales. And he told me that there was someone that he knew um, that was running a blog talk out of a farmhouse in Minnesota. And I couldn't imagine that. These big corporations were not doing what Marty was doing. Uh, most people are unaware of that. So I came to Marty we started to talk, um, and the first um, large story we started to work on were the USDA women in the Forest Service. And she was fearless enough to run the stories and to start to set up interviews at that time. You didn't have the regular uh, program with her, Lawrence, but she would interview you. And she started to interview others, and I was trying to see whether or not she would get cold feet, but she never did. She continued to interview people that others uh, were shy to interview or were always trying to edit. And Marty always said she had the ability to do that because she didn't have sponsors who were frightened, and she didn't owe anything to a large corporation. And... I think her model really worked because she got smaller sponsors, but they were completely admitted to telling the truth and standing up. So I've run into many journalists over the years. I've run into very few who fearlessly tell the truth. Uh, and telling the truth is letting the subject uh, tell the truth and you checking on the story that the that the subject is telling, and Marty did that. Marty was a friend. Uh, I think this is going to be a show of who was Marty the bigger friend to. I think she was a friend to all of us because Marty was a friend of free speech, and Marty really did understand the motto that, you know, you have to feel for other people. You have to be able to associate with them, and, and Marty was one of their rare souls who was a true empath. She could feel your pain. She could imagine herself in your circumstances. And we did, you did many shows with Marty, and Marty has done many shows across the spectrum. And the range and depth of her knowledge was amazing. 
but she felt for the people who felt for the wild horses. She felt for the people who were talking about guardianship. She felt for the farmers. She felt for the women um, from the USDA Forestry Service. She felt for these people. She would call me up after show, and she would talk about the people that she had interviewed. She would uh, talk about going to the Hill with this guardianship issue because this was not welcome when I first met Marty. This absolutely was not welcome. And Marty kept bringing excellent panelists to the Hill the same way that you did, Lawrence. You were around when the Whistleblower Summit started, and you can attest to the fact that when it first started, guardianship was not an issue that was welcome. Um, but we persisted. It became a part of the summit, and it gave an opportunity for people to come and hear what Marty and the rest of the whistleblowers were talking about. But more importantly, it put them in the room with the major legislators in this country, the major politicians. And the reason we did that was because you couldn't then turn around and say we didn't know anything about it. No one brought it to our attention. We brought it to your attention, and we sat in your living room and told you that was the purpose of it. And Marty continually pushed that line. And in the process, she saved so many people directly or indirectly. I just want to applaud how brave she was and that that bravery was fueled by great empathy, the ability to feel what other people were feeling and the courage to fight for them. She was a fierce, fierce advocate, and I hope that we will all have the privilege of running into someone like that again. I can't afford to get emotional because I'll start to cry, <laughs> and I'm not a good blubber. So uh, back to you, Lawrence. Thank you, Marcel. Uh, thank you very much. Um, you and Marty working close together, uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, uh, sharing and feeling free with your emotions because we don't always run into people like you and we don't always uh, run into people who cared so much about other people. She said cared so much about other people than she did herself. I know that. I have listened to her speak and when she was having problems, but she always rose above her problems for the sake of others, for the sake of the people that were on our shows, uh, the women in California, uh, yes. and the testimony that, that they offered to her and gave her insight. The many times we've had uh, black farmers on this show over a period of now five years, and, and she has made it so that we can continue and, and I, let me say this again. Marty has put into place space for us to continue telling the truth about abused people. Uh, she could have left us all behind, but she cared enough about us, about the people we serve, about the people we talk about. She cared enough to put this show and keep this show in place. She is amazing. And I didn't yeah. know much about her personal life, but I knew enough about her life that she cared about people. What I'd like to do uh, before we begin to add other people on, I'm going to go through a list of people that called and said that they were interested in participating, and I'm going to go down that list, and I'll just give the area codes because that's the way we, we understand who's on the line as well. I'll start first. Is Monica Davis on the line? 
Is Vienna James on the line? Is Ron Cotton here? Is Tanya Ward Jordan here? Michael Soval, you're here. Eddie Slaughter? Wayman Hampton? Yes, I'm here. You're here? Okay. Yes. Uh, Gary Johnson? Okay, good. What we're going to do now is um, I want to hear from one person who has been on the show, and he has talked to Marty, and they've talked uh, together. And I would like to have Michael Stovall, a black farmer who who has been on the show many, many times, talking about the racism and sexism and abuse at USDA. And the one thing that Michael Stovall understood and understands to this day, that if you're going to resolve the culture of racism and women abuse and all the other abuses at USDA, you're not going to tackle that by solving a case, by solving one farmer's case or farm or settling uh, employee cases without settling farmer cases. He understands the depth and the breadth of the culture at the U.S. Department of Agriculture that has been going on every since very clearly, ever since the Clinton administration. There's been no administration that has done, cared for, and attempted to solve the civil rights problem at the U.S. Department of Agriculture, there's been no other president that has really tackled the problem and listened to the farmers and cared about the farmers, and that's Bill Clinton. There is no other secretary that has cared enough to deal with the systemic problem at USDA and not just fix the problem for employees or employee, an employee not just fix the problem of the black farmers or a black farmer or a group of black farmers because they may have political ties with a congressional representative on the Hill. Uh, He is, he understands the depth and the breadth of the problem. And, and I know Michael, uh, will you now share with our listening public, some of the things that you think about this wonderful woman that we're talking about tonight, Marty Oakley. Good evening, everyone. I'm Michael Stovall here in North Alabama. I'm here to help celebrate Miss Marty Oakley. Our love and her compassion that she had for people around the world. We have to celebrate her life because she done something that we yet all has to do and we have to combine our spirits together and reach out to her spirit because she's looking down at us and said carry it on carry it on carry it on so my thought of marty as making a platform for many people across the united states and across the world to voice their opinions about injustice across this country. We as black farmers been fighting for many years to get justice and Marty Oakley made a help made and many other ones have made a platform for us to be able to speak, um, let out our frustration that we carried around every day dealing with discrimination at the USDA and the USDA systemic racism that they uh, hold dear to the agency to continue to destroy many families across the United States, not only farmers, but employees and women in the forest fields and all other things. And I just want to let everybody know that we got to smile and keep that love out there and celebrate her life because she's done what we all yet got to do. And she would would not want us to be sad. 
She wants us to celebrate and celebrate her life of who she were and what she accomplished and continue to accomplish the things that she had dear in her heart by loving and caring for humanity, the people around the world to make a difference in everybody's life when they get the injustice and treatment like we have experienced across the United States of America as a black farmer, even as a black individual. So I give her a shout out. Hey, Marty, I know you're looking down here. I know you feel our spirit because you in a better place where we yet got to go. And I thank you so much for making a help making a platform for us to speak about the problems across the United States of America and the suffering and pain that the farmers has endured and employees has endured and many other agencies uh, in the government that has done so much racism and injustice to the people across the government um, agencies that has hurt so many people's lives. I just want to give you a shout out to say we love you. We know you up there in heaven looking down at us and say keep it carried and on. I know you're giving us a thumbs up and we really appreciate you. We know you is like a star shining bright. So keep us going, Marty. Keep the positive energy down here for us to keep it going the way you would like it to be going. We thank you so much for what you have contributed to the United States and other countries in the, in the, in the continent around the world. We thank you so, so much, and God bless us all. And y'all have keep, – let's keep it going. Let's keep fighting and keep pushing and keep loving one another and keep the spirit alive. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, thank you for those wonderful words, uh, Michael Stovall. Uh, Stovall, can you, uh, just thinking, and because we've had so many conversations with and between, and you've heard uh, some of the things that the sensitivity of Marty, um, can you think of a few things or one event or a couple events that um, in your thought process that, you feel as though something that is highlighted that made you say the words that you just finished saying about her. Uh, are there any one or two uh, things that uh, we have talked about ourselves and that you've talked about on the show and, and her responses? What are some of those things that kind of uh, stand out in your mind, if you will? Well, Marty talked about many subjects um on air when it comes down to injustice and quality across the not only across the United States, across the world and some of the things he talked about for his uh land grabbing and how um they trying to make all the small farmers be uh, ex- non existing and how you know, we talked about those issues and we talked about uh, sexism, or we talked about racism, or we talked about many issues. She did. She always can address many issues when it comes down to injustice across the United States, uh, sex trafficking. It's many things that she always touched on. She didn't only touch on one thing. It was many subjects that uh, I can recall that we have had conversations about before the show even started. So she was just a person that cared about humanity. She cared about the people. She cared about the animals. She cared about so many different things. So it's just not one thing. It's so many things that she have touched and we have talked about and addressed in different matters. And so I think it's just many things. She just was a person that cared. She cared so much. She you know, she would just get all upset and frustrated because there's only so much you can do. So we just, the main thing is 
being able to uh, allow her spirit to enter our spirit and show love and compassion because that's what she really would want us to do. She wouldn't want us to moan. She wants us to lift her up and uh, know that she has did just what we yet have to do. And she's looking down at us and say, go ahead, boys. Go ahead, girls. Go ahead. You know, you know, Marty, she's always get excited. She would say something. That's what I'm talking about, you know. But the main thing is, you know, lifting her up and love and compassion and keep it, keep the podcast moving and be excited and let's get something done. So I think that's the way she would feel. And I think she wouldn't want us to be sad about her passing because she has done yet what we all has to do. And that's what we have to know. One day we will see her again. Um, Just be grateful that we had somebody that could carry as long as she did, even in her sick period of time, you could tell that she didn't feel very good, but she was still on air. You know, we lift her up, and we thank God for the time that we did have her around, and we just look forward to keep lifting her up and keep her in the spirit every time we get on the show. You know, we give her a shout-out because we're still here doing just what she would want us to do. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Lauren. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, I'm here. I'm here. Um, I, I want to say. Thank you. We thank you so much, Michael. Excuse me for stepping on you. I'm trying to see who is on hold from area code 858. 858. Okay. Well, if there's somebody on hold from 858, uh, please let them in. I have let them in. Okay. Would you like to uh, who's there? Yeah. Oh, I'm just listening in. I, I'm a big fan of Marty and I always listen to her shows and I love I love that you're doing a tribute to her and I always listen to the shows for years and years. So I'm just listening. Well, um if you've been listening and you know uh, Marty Oakley, um, can you, if you want to, you can give your name. Uh, well, if if you want to participate, I would like to hear what you think. If you can add to this tribute to Marty Oakley, this would be a good time to do so. And you're free to uh, speak as openly as you wish. And, oh, and, and thank state you. Your, and state your name if you want to, uh, but at least uh, let us know where you, what state you're from, or city you, and city, and come on and join the conversation and be a part of uh, this tribute to this wonderful woman. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm in San Diego, California, and I've been listening to Marty and all of her shows and. I just think she's a very courageous woman who was speaking out when other people didn't dare to speak out. I have the utmost respect for her and what she has done. Um, I was a victim of family courts and, um, and, and the legal abuse and uh, the weaponization of the legal system. So I feel very strongly about that, in, but, um, but all the issues of oppression and um, the weaponization of all of our institutions and agencies against good people who are represent the truth. And I'm just thankful that I found Marty's show, and uh, I've been listening for many years since I found it, probably like uh, probably eight or more years I was listening to the show every week. She was like a lifeline to those of us who, who felt um, that we couldn't, nobody would listen to us and that nobody understood what we were dealing with. But Marty, she understood what people are up against when they're facing the system that is abusing them and uh, the weaponization of a system and our government. And, um, you know, good people are being abused. And she recognized that and she spoke out about it. And she had the courage to be a national and then she went international, and I just think she's a wonderful lady. I never met her in person, but I just listen to her faithfully every week, 
And I'm very thankful that I found her show, and I really want it to continue. Okay, thank thank you. You so very much. Um, I know we have one other person on, but um, has has anyone else called in that uh, may have been in some of those area codes uh, that we had that were interested in speaking? Uh, because I know we we had calls. Uh, we had uh, Ron Cotton, Tanya Ward Jordan, and uh, Vianette James, uh, and some of those area codes: uh, 803-609-301, as well as two two nine out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, have anyone else joined in, Marcel? That uh, before we go to and open the line up to Mr. Dr. Wayman Henson. Lawrence, can I add something? Yes, you can. We, we, do, we do have a pretty full board. There's a lot of people on the line. If someone wants to get through, they need to hit the number one on their phone. What happens on our end is that they'll bring it up to the top of the list. So right okay. now... There might be a second page and we're missing people, so they need to hit the number one. And once they hit the number one, Marcel will see the phone number. So right now it's pretty full and we might not be seeing the phone number. So if everyone hit number one, because Marty was number one. (laughs) Oh, great. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Well, I tell you what, while people are trying to figure that out, Let's go to, um, because we're going to be talking about black farmers maybe if we have enough time, but this is, uh, you all have made me smile. Um, I I didn't think I was going to get through this show uh, so easily as I had, but hearing all the good things about Marty Oakley from all of you has has really brought a smile to my face. So this is a a wonderful night uh, to talk about a wonderful person. Uh, we do have, I know we have uh, Dr. Wayman Henson from Texas. Um, Dr. Henson has uh, joined and and has been in the struggle. He's put together along with, uh, with others um, out of uh, North Carolina and New York to put together a documentary. And he's been on the show many times, and he's heard uh, – the voices of uh, many farmers. He has listened to the voices of many farmers when putting together the Black Farmer documentary that Marty made sure with with the lifeline of this show was able to put that documentary and the facts and that talent out there for someone to see. Um, Dr. Henson, can you... Uh, give us some words that you want to share about this uh, this woman, wonderful woman, Marty Oakley, please. Sure, Lawrence, uh, and I really, I really appreciate you inviting <clears throat> me to come on the the program tonight and say a few words. And and I'd like to share a few things, but I'd like to kind of put those words in the proper context. And that would be you, Lawrence, and Marty. And and what I mean by that is that uh, I've spent, you know, a lot of years listening to people grieve, uh, facilitating people's grief. And uh, I've watched you and listened to you over the last month or so as you have grieved, Marty. And what that reminds me of is that there are as many faces of grief as there are people in our listening audience tonight, uh, was the death of Marty expected, or did it surprise us, number one? Number two, had Marty lived long enough to fulfill what she was supposed to do here on this earth? And then number three, what? how would you or the others of us describe the closeness of our relationship with Marty? So when we answer those three things, we get a different sense of what the grief thing is all about for us. And 
when I think about her, when I thought about her over the last few days, I thought about how Lawrence, she always greeted you uh, respectfully. There was always uh, a, a compassion, a respect between the two of you. Um, and that because you were close to her and you've been close to her, Lawrence, for several years, and I've only known of Marty and been on her program off and on for, for the last two years, when someone dies that we care about, the way we all care about Marty. What that means is that that really kind of takes the wind out of our sails, and we have to kind of regather ourselves. And in the regathering of, our, of ourselves, we listen to what's going on in our heads, and we talk to other people, and we listen to the stories of how that person impacted us. So the, the, there were two or three things that jumps out to me about Marty. And the first one, Lawrence, is about how you created a partnership with her so that she would welcome everybody, she would pass the baton to you, you would take over, and then you would ask questions as if we're sitting around the table, and more often than not, she would be silent, and then toward the end, she would come back out because you would ask her if she would have any questions or comments or response. So I think the beauty of your relationship with her is something that I find deeply moving. The second thing that I would say is that it was very clear in listening to her over the last couple of years that she had a passion for the voiceless, a passion for the marginalized, a passion for those who have been kicked to the curb, and her ability to have a passion for so many varied interests, I find really, really remarkable, where she could shift from black farmers, and that's where a lot of our interests lie, over to talk about the nursing home debacle or the legal debacle and those sorts of things. That, that really is amazing, the depth and the breadth of her knowledge. The, the third thing that I would comment about Marty was that she was a very gracious host. I don't think anybody would know unless they really knew that she wasn't feeling 100% because she was front and center and purposeful and engaged in all that we were doing. And then a fourth thing that I would say about her is that she had the ability to ask provocative questions and to make provocative statements that had me as a participant or in the audience listening in led me to believe that she had really done her homework and how someone can do her homework in so many different topics I find really very, very remarkable. And so I think, I think Michael is absolutely right. I think our, our job is to take the passion and the energy the force that was Marty Oakley and live out that force, live out that passion, live out that energy, and to keep on going where she left off. Because the story of Marty Oakley's relationship with us and her influence upon us uh, is going to live on for a long, long, long time. And so I thank you, Lawrence, for inviting me into these conversations so I could get to know uh, Marty Tad and to get to know her through your eyes. And I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, I, I thank you so very much uh, for those words. Um, very moving, very breathtaking, and for lack of a better word, very deep and sincere about this wonderful person who, I'm sorry to say, so few people had a chance to meet in her lifetime, but she put forth a vehicle, a space, to allow us to come into her space and share her space with people 
and individuals that cared about themselves and cared about others. I, I I'm just uh, I'm just moved about uh, the comments that I've heard about this wonderful woman, and and I know I keep saying the same words, uh, but magnificent, magnificent, and her courage and her strength. She passed it on to us. She made sure that uh, when things were going slow, she had that encouragement. And she's encouraged me so many times to stay the course, do not look back, and do not give up. That's what she, she had that fire, but she transferred that fire to us. And that is so important. So because many people walk through this world and never have an opportunity to speak out and to share their knowledge but also share how much they care about others. And I'll say this again. She cared more about others than I believe she cared about herself. That is very, very deep. A person that cared about others. Um, Marcel, do we have some other people, uh, individuals who would like to uh, participate? Please uh, let them in. Yes, I have. We have someone in area code 217. Okay. 217, please introduce yourself and and join this conversation. How are you folks doing? I'm Joshua from East Central Illinois. Hello, Joshua. Yeah, um... That sounds like one hell of a broad. Uh, we had uh, we had stuff back in the day where our neighbors uh, we all had farmland and uh, our neighbors are black and we let you know we we'd go out of our way to make sure that their crops got watered and they would let us borrow a tractor one <laughs> a few times yeah. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. Just a second, no. Joshua. I want to know what's happening. Lawrence? Yes, uh, Joshua. Um, um, did you uh, listen to any Marty shows? How, how did you come in contact with Marty? And can you add to uh, the testimonial about her personally? Uh, can you add to that, please? Oh no, sir. I, I didn't know her personally, but like I said, if if this was uh, just about people that knew her, I, I apologize if I was interrupting that. Okay, thank you, thank you very much, Marty. Do we have someone else? I mean, oh boy, good gosh. <laughs>
Yes, she she stayed connected to a whole lot of people in a whole lot of places around this country and elsewhere. Um, it's it's amazing, uh, and I thank all of you for being on the show. If we don't have anyone else, uh, we, I'm going to probably move into a uh, the other part of the show. I thank uh, all of the guests who come on to participate. In, the, in this testimonial and this uh, going uh, home uh, celebration and tribute to Marty Oakley, uh, this wonderful person who I'm going to miss and do miss very dearly. I would. We have ten more minutes uh, in the show, and what I would like to do is hopefully that Dr. Henson will stay on, and I hope that also uh, Michael Stovall is on because I want him to kind of give an overview of what is to come in our next show uh, with regards to the, the issue of black farmers and the abuse and the racism that they are still experiencing under this administration, under the leadership of Tom Vilsap. We have 10 more minutes, and I would like, uh, Michael, and if we have time, uh, you to add uh, something as well, uh, Dr. Henson. Uh, can you tell us, we have about uh, nine more minutes, can you tell us about where you are with the issue of the black farmers and what are we to expect at the next show? Because I plan to have you and other uh, black farmers and Dr. Henson will be on the show as well. Can you kind of tell us where we are in the last eight minutes that we have? Well, black farmers are still suffering because of the racism under this administration. Um, right now, we're waiting on the secretary to um, give out the information regarding which way these farmers need to move. Um, we've been waiting for two years and we still get nothing. I think um, this is not going to be beneficial for black farmers with this legislation that passed because they included so many other nationalities in, in this situation. When black farmers have lost over $350 billion of um, lost land and income, but they want to include everybody else in the struggle of black farmers. So. This is not good for black farmers at all. We still gonna be fighting for the due process. Black farmers should be paid on the actual damages versus on a half a million dollars when farmers have lost millions of dollars. Um, we still looking forward to try to get something and make something get something different than what they already got because it's not beneficial for black farmers. Um, we got a lot of people as activists that's getting paid under the table and black farmers are still suffering uh, for years of discrimination and still trying to get through the system and not our voices us act like they, they act like they can't hear us and don't want to do nothing about it. I think it's going to take a lawsuit that's big enough to choke the government and put it on notice of what's really going on across the United States and America when it comes down to black farmers and black farmers getting due process. So we moving forward to do the best we can to stand and still fight. And we may talk about more issues coming up in the next show regarding this matter because the, um, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party together needs to come together and pass legislation that's going to compensate the black farmers for their losses that are trying to get us give us pennies on a dollar. And it's not fair for all the land that we have lost and we had suffered dearly for many generations and, steady, and still suffering today. So I just want to thank Marty for the platform and so many other people that um, – that helped her make this show possible. And I want to thank you, uh, Mr. Lucas, for taking the time to invite so many people uh, to give a tribute to Marty that also has been a part of the show over the years. 
So we really thank Marty from the bottom of our heart for uh, making this platform available for the black farmers and um, and the women and, and the forestry at the USDA. So we just thank you all for inviting uh, us farmers to have a platform. And I'm speaking for all the black farmers that has been on the show and uh, didn't get a chance to get on the show tonight. So thank you very much for all your time. God bless you all. Uh, and in addition to that, thank you, uh, Mr. Stovall. Uh, can you tell us just briefly, we have about five minutes left, um, why are the black farmers, uh, there was a demonstration in Washington in front of the White House, and we went on to have a meeting with Senator Booker in his office. And at that meeting, Elizabeth Warren came and spoke to a packed room of farmers uh, in a room that holds about 18. There were about 30, 30, 40 farmers there. Um, tell us, what are the expectations as to why black farmers, and we have about another four minutes, tell us why black farmers have a need to return to Washington, because we're going to cover that in the next uh, show, hopefully. Why are they returning to Washington? Black farmers are returning to Washington to get due process, because we didn't get due process when we came. We're going to have to continue to come as long as we have to until we get due process. You know, they pacify black farmers and make promises, and it goes over two and three years, and you never get due process. So we don't have to stay on the stump until we can demand our rights and demand what we do. They had already admitted discrimination, and they failed to pay black farmers what they do, and they want to give us $500,000, and these farmers lost millions of dollars. But they want to tell you, don't worry about the the money, you get it in the next go-around. You can't get it in the next go-around. Anytime you do anything with the USDA, it is final. And you're doing good if you get anything because they don't do nothing but lie. So we're going to have to demand our rights. We're going to have to demand get due process. And we're going to have to demand to pay pay us according to our losses. Thank you. Oh, um, thank you very much, Michael. We have about uh, two or three more minutes. But first, I would like to ask, uh, um, uh, Marcel, do you have anything to add before I maybe uh, give a, let a, let uh, Dr. Henson say, uh, kind of close us out with about three minutes left? Is there anything else that you'd like to add to this conversation? Um, please, this will be a good time to do so. Uh, thank you, Lawrence. No, I have nothing to add except to thank everyone that participated in this um, memorial for Marty in this celebration of her life. I thought that everything that everyone said was touching, and with that, I yield back the floor to you. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, we are now, I want to thank also I want to thank all of you for coming on and those who may have been, who are listening, uh, who, who cared not to speak, but uh, we appreciate the fact that you have joined us and you are a part of us, and we look forward to uh, the fourth uh, Thursday and every month. Uh, Marty has given us a platform to speak out for the downtrodden, for the suffering, for those in pain here and around this this country. She cared about people. She cared about us. And I know she has put things in place so that we can carry on her legacy and carry on the legacy and, 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 and follow in the footsteps and the, the trail that she has paved, we now have to follow that trail and make it longer and make it deeper. I thank all of you all for being on the show tonight. I can't thank uh, you all enough for being a part of this tribute, and we look forward to uh, additional shows. And I want to close by saying, Marty, we love you. We love you.
evening. I wish you all a good evening. And I will do everything in my power to make sure this platform remains up and open and that everyone has a voice. And good night. Thank you very much. Good, good night.